Would you pray with me? Everlasting God, shine our lives in darkness through your holy word as we meditate and seek your wisdom and guidance in the scripture. Open our hearts and minds so that we may find your presence which goes before us, behind us, and next to us in our lives. In your son's holy name we pray. Amen. Today's scripture comes from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verses 6 through 14. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Listen now for the word of God. So when they, the disciples, had come together, they asked him, Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive a power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sights. While he was going, they were gazing up toward heaven. Suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who had been taken off from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying. Peter and John, James and Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judah, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer together with a certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I do not know about you, but I always wear a watch. Since I was young, I have liked to wear a watch and check the time whenever I want. I also like watching its hands moving every second. I still sometimes do that. My daily life literally starts and ends with checking the time. Between then, I frequently check the time. It's a habit and curiosity but sometimes I feel obsessed with checking the time. Even though I do not have meetings, any meetings or other schedules coming up, I still check the time to see where I am in the day. Maybe this is a part of an organized planner's attribute. Today, on Ascension Sunday, as we conclude our worship series, Resurrection Walking, all Christian churches hear the same scripture from the Acts of the Apostles. This is about Jesus' ascension, but 
I want to see the passage from the perspective of time. I cut out the beginning part of the given scripture for today. I added the beginning portion of the following story. The Matthias was chosen as a new disciple with the eleven. Today's scripture still includes the core part that Jesus ascended to heaven after 40 days with his disciples. Jesus' ascension caused another anxiety in the disciples' life from Jesus' absence. The first anxiety was Jesus' death. After three days, Jesus rose from the dead as he promised. He showed himself to the disciples with the mark of the nails on his hands and side. The second anxiety is in today's scripture. For 40 days, Jesus was with them again and left his disciples on earth again. At this time, Jesus ascended to heaven. The disciples again witnessed Jesus' disappearance from their sight. They were left behind again. Before Jesus' departure, Jesus ordered his disciples to stay in Jerusalem until God's promise was fulfilled. Although their hearts ached and were empty again because of the loss of their teacher, the disciples faithfully listened to what Jesus asked them to do and waited patiently for God's time. As many of us already know, there was only 10 days gap between Jesus' ascension and Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit as promised. Although they did not know when it would happen, they were together to wait and pray. Unlike their case, where they had to wait only 10 days in our lives, we occasionally wait for an undetermined and unknown time for a more extended period. It is not just 10 days like the disciples had to endure. Some of us wait for our own body, mind, and spirit to recover and heal. Some of us wait for the recovery and healing of our loved ones, our family, and friends for many, many years. Some of us wait for a better society where everyone is accepted, welcomed, and loved. Some of us wait for the time without any forms of social violence and discrimination, for the time when justice and righteousness become the power leading the society, for the time when all children grow up as healthy adults who serve others in love instead of holding hatred in their hearts. While waiting for something that we don't know when it will happen, we hold ourselves strongly not to lose hope in this broken society. Of course, it is not easy at all. Innocent that from the recent shootings in a grocery store and an elementary school left me with many questions and pain. 
I'm sure that all of you are also shocked. Some are heartbroken and some are furious. Those tragedies reminded me of real shadows in our lives. Maybe I didn't want to see the reality of our lives that we cannot entirely escape from social, structural, systematic, and personal evil. Maybe this is my natural reaction to reality as much as I want to see the bright side of the world. In my busy schedule, I often forget that life gives us many unresolved questions to which we cannot find the right answers with our limited human knowledge and understanding. Our lives often face the cruelty of society and the evil of humanity, not only in others, but also in ourselves. Whenever we hear horrible, heart-aching news, we question God's providence and God's presence. I can tell you this, not as a pastor, but as another Christian who has struggled to find answers in God. Every single piece of our broken world does not reflect on God's goodness. Instead, it tells us that God's power uses even the broken parts of our humanity and the world for God's good work. Treasuries of life do not mean God's absence. In today's scripture, the disciples asked Jesus whether this was the time when Jesus would restore the kingdom to Israel. Jesus said, this is not for the disciples to know God's time, but for them to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus said, it's not about knowing, it is about doing. The disciples who were part of Jesus' public ministry knew about Jesus' teaching more than anybody else. Yet, it didn't mean that they were doing Jesus' work. When Jesus ascended, it was the time for the disciples to do, not only to know. Let us focus how the disciples spent the, their time waiting for the promised time. In verse 13, the 11 disciples came back to Jerusalem and gathered. The author of the Acts of Apostles listed the 11 disciples' names here. At this time, they did not scatter as they did at the time of Jesus' death. Some women, including Jesus' mother and his disciples, also joined them and constantly waited and prayed together. You already know what happened afterwards. That is the story of Pentecost. As Acts 2 describes, the promised gift of the Holy Spirit came down like a mighty wind and descended on the disciples who faithfully gathered and prayed. Those who received the gift of the Holy Spirit began to speak tongues. The power of the Holy Spirit led a great movement of baptism and repentance. And the Bible said they added, they added 
3,000 faithful people. Pentecost is a great example showing what could happen in God's time. In Greek, there are two words indicating time. One is chronos, and the other is kairos. Chronos means the chronicle and horizontal concept of time, while kairos means opportune and momentary time and vertical time between God and humanity. Kairos is God's time for transformation, grace, and intervention. Kairos is led and ruled by our eternal God, who was and is and is to come. Therefore, Kairos has no end, no limit. It can be expanded to every direction, as God's time is not the forward-propelling time. God's time in the Bible is Kairos, not Kronos that we can measure and judge. Kairos, God's time, is not in our watch. We live in both times, Kronos and Kairos, because we cannot be freed from the time of Kronos. In the time of Kronos, we constantly witness the evil of humanity and experience pain from human brokenness. It is challenging to find and keep hope in our hearts during this time of Kronos. But there is always hope in the time of Kairos, God's time, because the time is not ruled by an imperfect social system and structure and finite humanity. Instead, Kairos is in God's hands God who is perfect and infinite and eternal. Because God is the creator and sustainer of Kairos this time, there is always a hope. There is always a hope that this world cannot give us. In the Bible, many people of wisdom tell us about the source of hope. King David in Psalm 62 declares, For God alone my soul waits in silence, for my hope is from God. In Romans 15, 13, the Apostle Paul prays, God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. The promise of the new heaven and new earth in Revelation also says, God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more for the first things have passed away. As the people of wisdom and faith in the Bible did, we find hope in despair and light in darkness. 
God never promised us a perfect life. Instead, God promised hope in God. Hope through the power of the Holy Spirit and hope in the new heaven and new earth in the time of God's full reign. Walking in this broken world is not easy because it constantly asks us about God's, pro God's presence and God's providence. Living in God's time does not mean that we find answers to all our questions. I want you to remember that the unknown does not mean hopelessness. God's time is not about knowing, but about doing. As our humanity cannot fully understand God, we cannot fully comprehend and predict God's time either. But still, we have hope in God. Therefore, we do not stop walking with our risen Christ. We see signs of God's kairos here in the faith community, in those who love, those who love God and those who follow Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and with those who mourn together when the society mourns. Karl Barth, a renowned theologian, pointed out that the church's task in the meantime is wait and pray. Therefore, we do not stop seeking hope in God's kairos. In the time of Kronos, we cannot find answers to all questions from the fear, anxiety, and cruelty of the world. How did the disciples spend their time waiting for God's time? They gathered, they waited together, and they prayed together until the gift of the Holy Spirit came, until God's time came. Our sermon series ends today, as this season of Eastertide as well. However, our resurrection walking continues with our risen Christ until his return. Jesus' promise was not about the perfect life for the disciples, but about the coming of the Holy Spirit that opened their hearts, minds, and spirits for all the faithful and the church, despite pain, sorrows, anxiety, and uncertainty. My friends in Christ, let us not stop our journey with our risen Christ. Let us continue to walk with our Christ, mourn together and struggle together to find hope and deliver hope to those in despair, desperation, frustration, and hopelessness. As we continue walking, with our risen Christ in this meantime, we live.
with Christ in God's time. The time of grace, the time of transformation, the time of hope. We do not need a watch. We only need God and each other. Until God's time comes, let us wait and pray together as a church in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.